Because the Supreme Court gets set to rule on the legality of same-sex marriage in India, the centre has filed a strong appeal to the court. They've said that same-sex marriage is a mere urban elitist view for the purpose of social acceptance, those very words. The centre has argued that it is not up to the court to rule on a key issue. The legislature needs to decide on this. So same-sex marriage, is this a basic right or should religious and social mores determine its future in our country? That's what we're looking at. Joining us now, first up, uh, Onir, the well-known filmmaker and uh, LGBTQIA rights uh, expert, LGBTQIA. I mean, uh, one, I mean, it's, it's something which is the number, the, the digits keep getting added on and the alphabets keep getting added on. And it just reflects the fact that there is a reality which we've ignored for so long uh, that it's time perhaps that we all need to wake up. But I think if you look at what, um, this, what the government has said, um, you know, they've submitted that this is an urban elitist view, right? Same-sex marriage for the purpose of social acceptance. How would you respond? Onir. First of all, I just find it extremely ridiculous that, you know, uh, how do you come to a position which totally denies that sexuality is not based on which city you live in? You know, it does not have the divide of class, caste, religion, that we have all these divides in our society, but sexuality does not depend on that. And there's a huge rural population that's also, you know, uh, that belongs to the queer community. And how can you say that they do not deserve happiness? How can you say that the quest for happiness, the quest to have our basic rights to live together in dignity, to be married, to be able to open a bank account together is only the aspirations of the urban elite and it's not something that every single human being wants whether they're uh, set in a b-town or rural wherever it's a it's also know, it's, factually it, incorrect how does one anybody reach the conclusion that people who are not in urban cities who are who are gay and want to be in a, a relationship which is a marriage uh, don't exist. How do you assume that? Yeah, absolutely. No, that is what I mean. The very fact that you're assuming that this is only the desire of a community that's set in the cities is absolutely ridiculous without any research. And just it's almost like a sense of desperation that tomorrow is a judgment. And we all hope that the Supreme Court stands up for human rights and not led by such bizarre, you know, suggestions. You know, and I feel that. That desperation is leading to coming up with any and every, you know, argument which makes absolutely, you know, sometimes you wonder that where does this come from? Where does these kind of arguments come from, which has no uh, scientific or, you know, there's no data. You know, it's just absolutely bizarre. Onir, um, th let's move away from this point and look at another argument which was put forward in the petition that um, the views of, uh, of religious leaders, religious denominations has to be kept in mind, personal laws have to be kept in mind, customs have to be kept in mind, and um, there is past precedent on all of these grounds to deny same-sex marriage. How would we, you respond we, to that? Uh, one is, of course, we have the Special Marriage Act, which can always be applied to us, but also I feel how unfair it is to deny this right to someone who is a practicing Hindu or Muslim or Christian who wants to follow their religion and at the same time uh, get married. And I feel that it is, you know, why should religion 
or social norms, anything be static, anything that is unwilling to change for better. And I feel that, you know, history and culture, everything is, you know, one looks at that to become better, not to just oppress a certain community using all these excuses. So I, I personally feel that, you know, of course, there is the possibility of the Special Marriage Act, but it's unfair to those who want to, you know, be who want to just be a part of their religion sure. and not out of it. It's their choice. On another point, the field of marriage, the petition says, uh, if it were changed, uh, if there were same-sex marriages uh, which were allowed, it would have a, quote, inevitable cascading effect on several other statutes. As in that... Pull the, pull the, take out the, the, the whole card, the card, the entire system of cards would come crashing down. You know, I just, All of uh, it. I was wondering if tomorrow I get married, how is it that my heterosexual neighbor who's living next door, how is their marriage going to fall apart? How does me opening a bank account with my partner affect anybody else's, you know, the way they uh, go about their life? How, do me, do I being ha having the ability to make a house, you know, to have a property with my partner, change anything for all those, you know, they already have all these rights. How does giving another person his rights or her rights or their right take away anything from you unless you want to deny us our right because you want to take over those rights. You want to keep that power structure. Maybe you want no, to take Onid, you would you would agree that um, if uh, same-sex marriage is legalized in India, there have to be additional laws which guarantee additional rights. For example, what you mentioned about opening a bank account together, that's one very small example. Think about adoption, right? The rights of that child. Uh, these are profound things which also have to be legislated with. So if there is a favorable judgment, same-sex marriage does happen. It cannot just be left at that. Uh, all of the rights which go along with that need to be legalized. Absolutely. And that should not be the reason to stop it. Because I feel that, you know, when you take a step, of course, you have to take additionals. You know, today when you build a dam, you're relocating people. Yeah. Right. You're looking at the adverse effects that it has on ecology and how do you address it? Yeah. Similarly, when you take this, you have to address things like adoption and adoption. You know, again, the excuses, uh, the apprehensions that people are is absolutely does not make sense. They talk of child abuse, which, you know, uh, today there are boys and girls who are abused by men. That does not stop anybody from. Uh, you know, uh, uh, having heterosexual marriages. Sexuality or, doesn't uh, uh, doesn't define abuse. Abuse yeah, is abuse. Yeah. It goes. <laughs> and similarly, just like heterosexual couples need counseling, someone needs to monitor when a child is adopted. You know, to see that the child is happy and the parents are prepared to accept. It has to be the same for a homosexual couple. You know, yeah. they need to be monitored. They need to be counselled, and the child needs to be protected. You know, and of course, these laws need to come, you know, in place when but that shouldn't be a reason to stop us from getting our right. Yeah. Look, Onir, you're welcome to stay on, but I've got a panel uh, over here as well. 
Uh, I'm joined by uh, Sachin Jain, Administrator of Ghar, which is the Gay Housing Assistance Resource. Shashank Shekhar Jha, he's an advocate in the Supreme Court. He's got concerns about same-sex marriage being legalized. Uh, we've got Dr. Surbhi Mitra, she's an equal rights activist. And we've got Rahul Ishwar, who's got concerns about same-sex marriage going ahead. Shashank Shekhar Jha, let me come to you first. Um, to those who are, uh, you know, uh, are members of the LGBTQIA community, Marriage is just an extension of normalcy in their lives. Why deny anybody a chance at living a life which which you and I <coughs> live? You know, we are both we are both married and we are happy. Why deny somebody that right on the basis of their sexuality? Uh, Namaste, Vishnuji, and every other fellow panelists. Uh, Vishnuji, uh, two points and two rights. We as a society has an individual rights and as a societal rights. Now with individual rights, you have the right for LGBT community where they can have their own personal preferences as far as their sexual partners are concerned. But then when you consider and talk about the culture or the social aspects or social rights, you need to study the norms, the culture, the tradition and every other aspect to it. And that is why how society builds through time. Memory. Um, now, in this country and many many other places across, now you have a traditional system which is coming through religion, religious aspects also, which says that a biological man and a woman can have a married life. Whereas in India, you have a system of say a, a live-in relationship where anyone, irrespective of religion or say gender, can live together. Now, if you want that those individual rights should be clubbed with the cultural rights. That will give that, that will give rise to multiple other aspects and difficulties as far as norms are concerned, as far as cultures no, are concerned. What difficulties? One that more important I, in fact, fact I, is that there Shashan, are not what, what enough studies to show that how it will affect or impact the uh, the life and livelihood of the welfare of the child child of the society. No, okay. So what are what are the problems? You believe that uh, what children might be impacted if if their parents are gay. Is that what you're saying? What, what are the other reasons, Shashank? I'm trying to understand. Yes. When you say that, yes, it would Vishnu. impact. What what would it impact? Yeah. So Vishnuji, I guess uh, again now now there are two three points here. One, we do not have adequate studies to show as to how it impacts the welfare of the child. So whenever you make law or or, or formulate a law, you need to have adequate studies as far as that is concerned. Now, point number two is that all those countries which are having these same sex marriage laws currently are not regulated with personal laws. This is country called India where say 95% or 99% population get them registered under personal laws. How can you say that you want to interpret Hindu Marriage Act altogether, which directly comes from our two okay. Hindu schools of law, Devag okay. and Mitakshara. Okay. I guess that is not possible. Now, Islam says you cannot have same-sex okay. so marriage. personal Chinese laws, says you cannot have same welfare marriage. of children. And Hindu says Shashank, let's leave it over there so that I can bring in my other panelists. Respond to that, uh, Sachin Jain. We have, uh, we have different religions, we have different customs, different faiths, divergent religions, castes, subcastes, etc., etc. And our system has always been to have marriage among heterosexual people. And therefore, the argument that's made now is that that's the way it's always been, that's the way it should remain. How would you respond? So my response is on the basis of the rights of the individual. I think all of us as queer individuals, we are born into these traditions. So for example, I am a practicing Jain. 
So Shashangji, like you mentioned, uh, you talked about individual and societal norms, cultures, etc. So as a devout Jain who has been brought up in a Jain family, I am inside the culture. I am part of uh, the Indian culture and I don't like being othered. I don't like being treated as as an adversary, as, as someone who is in opposition to what my culture stands for. So when I grow up, for example, I am all the time experiencing this dichotomy, right? Because uh, the culture that I am uh, born with and grown up with has its moral, its ethical legal framework. And then, you know, when I uh, my sexuality dawns or my sexuality awakens and I realize that my fulfillment uh in a in a truest state of a union you know with another person with is with another man uh then this is at odds so already so so many of us are suffering from that when you spoke shashankji you talked about uh, when you talked about individual level you talked about sexual partners but shashankji it's not just about sexual partners for us it is about uh, having a complete full life you know of fulfillment romantic fulfillment emotional fulfillment uh, all of these things and we are not standing in opposition to the norms the culture the traditions of our country we are proud of it hum bhartiya hai hame bhartiya hone pe garv hai hum koi kisi aur grah se nahi aaye hue hai hum yahi ke hai yahi pe pale bade hue and the other thing that we talked about is that there are things like domestic partnerships and uh, you know uh, civil unions etc uh, now the thing is if we talk about equality before the law you know then uh, while these may confer many of those rights you know which we are uh, talking about which is uh, for the uh, uh, you know dif- different financial social etc things uh, it is still it is still lesser then what it is for a full marriage so as as citizens of india who are proud to be indian and who have dignity who pay tax we want the full rights of uh, of uh, being indian also you know you talked about um, the i i understand what you're talking about that that our country there is uh, the preponderance of personal rights and the countries that you know have uh, the other countries where these rights have been given so from 2001 since the netherlands actually okayed same sex rights there are about 25 countries in which right. uh, so there is precedent been... elsewhere okay lots of yeah. points uh, and you've got all your points at the at the tip of your fingers so uh, shashank i'll come to you later i want to go across to rahul ishwar rahul you know you you're a devout hindu um and and you know faith and 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 our religion is very important for you but in our hindu faith isn't equality before god something which is the basis of of our faith it is and therefore equality before god is all that you know many of our panelists seek it's it's the same god it's the same faith and therefore why can you and i be equal in front of our god and some of our panelists over here cannot be why vishnu ji first of all respect to sri unir and sachin for their fight i diverge in them in the position that we take regarding homosexuality but at the same point of time may their fights be fulfilled and all the best and may god bless them second there are let me be very honest with this there are apprehensions in a huge majority of people regarding homosexual marriages see we are all there was a meeting too where there were com- people from many communities leaders from many communities we all agreed that homophobia is bad 
we should not promote homophobia we should discourage homophobia and we should discourage any kind of discriminatory practices at the same point of time not only in india but worldwide people like pop francis have taken a very nuanced view he rightly pointed out who am i to judge others but at the same point of time catholic church even led by a very reformist pop francis is yet to or perhaps uh, will not give acceptance to gay marriages so there is a nuanced difference one yes say no to homophobia but second marriage as a civil union marriage as a sacrament marriage as a social contract marriage is an institution between a biological man and woman that survived for thousands of years many people are having apprehensions regarding this yes it is up to the supreme court to decide there should be equality before god and one more thing as vishnu ji rightly pointed out in hindu community it's a bit more uh, tolerant to diversity of you know gender or diversity of sexual preferences but our semitic friends especially the christian community and muslim communities they have a bit more written theology where it is said sodom and gomorrah had negative experiences of uh, homosexuality so it's a bit more layered and nuanced debate but i believe everyone at the end of the day agrees to the fact that homophobia should be discouraged but yes there are some spiritual cultural reservations about the entire thing that should that i believe the activists from the homosexual community will be mindful of okay dr mitra you know there there <coughs> is uh, entire argument also what the center is arguing in the supreme court is that look it's not up to you the supreme court to decide on this it is up to the legislature to decide on this so how do you uh, how do you look at that argument yeah so in this i would like to add that had the parliament done something about it it would have happened by the, by now but what has been happening is that a lot of governments already we have put up petitions in the parliament multiple times in and various governments i am not saying that one particular government but all the governments failed to do something for the lgbtqia community and that was the reason we had to approach the judiciary that is very 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 clear cut and also just broaching upon the topic that is today's that is it is an urban elitist view and not a basic right i actually have a small list which i will uh, like to tell you that is it will just take me 30 seconds or something go ahead in which you can you will see all aspects of the community all all castes all religions everything in that you will see that certain people from the rural area have also come out proudly and they are doing wonderful work so it's not an urban elitist idea so for example the kannada author vasudendra inspired small town gay men to be out and proud lesbian couple from mahisagar gujarat and also a lesbian couple from rural bundelkhand got married in front of media Grace Banu, a Dalit transgender activist from Thudukodi, Tamil Nadu, supported trans women throughout the pandemic. Small towns boy Kaushik Hore started Queer Us, that brought queer people together in small towns. Started Satrangi also, a trans feminine Indian livelihood venture. Rafael Alom Rahman decided and dedicated works to counter queer phobia and Islamophobia from Dubri, Assam. He is also the founder of Queer Muslim Project. Duti Chand, as we know. the fastest printer in india when she came out as a lesbian her village uh, disowned her but she worked for the same village during the pandemic and lastly dr manabi bandopadhyay small town naihati she is the first transgender college principal her autobiography that is a gift of goddess lakshmi captures her journey and it is very well read all throughout the country these are just some examples there are many more people doing a lot of work in the rural area as well who are from the community and this proves that in spite of the fact that there is not much research into it because no research was being done by the government or any national body that is the reason we couldn't know how many people are there in the rural or the urban but it is a guarantee from my side being a heavy reader in research and being a psychiatrist myself that i have seen so many people from the lgbtqia 
so it is not an urban elitist thought it is definitely a question of basic rights shashank would you like to respond to that that this there's nothing you know exclusively urban about this if you're gay you can be in any part of the country and you could want Absolutely. to be married in any part of the country is not no urban business in this yeah vishnu ji i i i agree to the point that yes lgbtq community is present everywhere and we should not discriminate against them as far as individual rights are concerned and that is why article 21 is there but as far as marriage rights or for that point or for that point recognition of marriage rights Uh, as far as our legal rights already present in concern i don't think that is feasible uh, unless we have proper studies unless we have a uniform laws for everything unless uh, a society at large accepts it see here and there there could be people from different categories but you cannot say that no this gives a larger purview or or reflects the society at large and that is why we have a parliament where 542 people 542 are there in lok sabha 250 in rajya sabha they and then there are 28 states with assemblies those people actually reflect the people at large and that is why first judiciary should not interfere into this and point number 2 vishnu ji and that is very important why do we marry in the first place in any society now that gives a right to have a procreative purposes now in western society wherever these uh, same sex marriages are allowed you see no. that the society is failing in those states divorce rates are very high in those states no. as compared to india you see divorce rates are very less as compared to india you see that the family okay. system so, is Shashan. very much higher you have a responsibility for child in india where welfare of the child is concerned you if you compare any western countries where uh, same same sex marriages are allowed you see the rights or the duties of parents towards the child and in india so okay. you will understand okay. the Shashan, difference let's get a reply to what you've said sachin is the is the goal of marriage procreation is it to, to is it to have children Well, you know, even if one assumes that it were to have children, technology has settled that debate. Like I think quite a while ago, where you know there are same-sex uh, couples all over the world who have uh, uh, children, and uh, you know, like uh, Sashangji, you talked about studies. So there are studies which are present which show that children who are brought up by LGBT. parents have no more or less likelihood of themselves being lgbt or no more or less likelihood of being raised in a better or a worse way and now we have a few decades of uh, uh, you know uh, data on that so i think that the procreative argument is out i think if we look even if we look at the indian ethos what an ideal indian family is what is an ideal family a family where the members love each other support each other respect and trust each other and you know they can go and achieve the pursuit of happiness in a safe uh, non judgmental way and so uh, you know if if the lgbt community wants to be a part of that i don't think they are distancing themselves from the indian ethos i think they are in fact going towards the indian ethos i'd also uh, vishnu ji with your permission like to talk a little bit about this debate about judicial versus executive now uh, like uh, uh, sudhi ji said you know uh, if you remember the uh, matter about 377 started in 1998 when the aids bhedbhav virodhi andolan uh, brought up the matter of condoms not being distributed in tihar jail mm-hmm. and then at the time i am december 1975 born so i was 22 years old by the time decriminalization came which was by the court 
okay yes. it was 2018 so uh, i was 43 years old so my life went by in waiting for the winds of so social uh, acceptance to change my entire life went by so how many millions of more indian lgbt young people are we going to uh, you know throw under the train like this and make them wait for 542 members of the lok sabha and the rajya sabha and all the of our states uh, you know to give them uh, give them their due would you like to reply uh, rahul yeah just one submission you know i genuinely respect the fight of the community and uh, perhaps we need more sensitization we need more education but many people even though they say outside are very comfortable with this when we go to the inside a huge middle class of the, our nation are, are having a lot of a uh, second thoughts about the entire thing i'm not saying you should be a majoritarian state but there is a genuine apprehension that apprehension is not regarding criminalization that apprehension is regarding according the status of marriage or according the status of our sacred marriage system to the homosexual community so many people are having that genuine inhibition in their mind they may not be able to voice it out they may not tell it for the fear of being branded homophobic but there is a huge section of population like that maybe the community activist can really have some kind of sensitization education so that people will be better informed but the humble submission is social acceptance comes first then legal acceptance that's the core submission here first there should be a social acceptance then there should be legal acceptance this is the premise from which we are arguing we're all part of the same society uh, dr mitra you know uh, I, i'll read out one sentence from the petition today it submitted that the ripple effects of such decisions are difficult to anticipate and rahul uh, referred to that in his own words um how would you re re reply to that that this is going to result in something so big that we in india in our society can't handle it yes see uh, i know many gay couples and lesbian couples who are connected who are actually married in their own society uh, you may call it a spiritual marriage you may call it a religious marriage uh, it's not legal but they are still married to each other so nothing earth shattering has happened yet i i don't know when it is going to happen probably the world is going to fall apart i'm still waiting for it to fall apart but it hasn't okay and there are a lot of people after 377 decriminalization who came out and proudly with their partner even before that homosexuality existed it exists since the inception of human beings it exists in more than 500 species in this world so i don't think uh, nature or god or whatever higher power you believe in created homosexuals because it wanted to end the earth suddenly after some time and if you give them their rights oh my god what is going to happen what are these homosexuals going to do they are going to rule over the world and heterosexuality will be something somewhere else no nothing is going to happen like that what is going to happen is that the homosexuals will get their rights and we are just asking for equal rights we are not asking for special rights there is nothing special in being married legally with a legal certificate but the rights that come with it are equal rights that we also deserve just like any other sure. heterosexual couple living in a cis heteronormative society uh, people are very homophobic and there is only one thing homophobia is a disease homosexuality is not and homophobia has a treatment that is good education and awareness No, I think that's a good way of ending this particular debate one way or the other it's going to be a landmark judgment by the Supreme Court when it does come it's a basic issue of rights for countless citizens of our country our brothers and our sisters uh, we're going to leave this debate at that I'm sure we're going to revisit it soon thank you all very much for being with us